Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 31. You know, I often hear, we'll just send the candidate an employment agreement in tax forms, you know, to get them started. And that sounds reasonable, right? However, aside from the fact that there are several other documents required for onboarding a new team member, you might want to stop and think long and hard before offering an employment agreement. Now, both an offer letter and employment agreement will outline the basic terms of employment, things like hire date, pay rate, title, job duties, etc. But an offer letter will also have an at-will statement that governs when and how someone can be let go, basically at any time for any or no reason. I know, this makes you wonder what all the HR hubbub is about around you must document disciplinary actions. Well, just because the at-will guideline says for any or no reason, you can still get dinged if you terminate or it's determined that you terminated for an unlawful reason such as discrimination or harassment. That's why we want you to have your ducks in a row on all terminations. Now, in contrast to an offer letter's at-will statement, an employment agreement generally spells out specific reasons for termination. And that makes sense. Employment agreements are mostly reserved for the top members of the organization. You know, the ones you want to ensure will stay aboard for a specific period of time and not just give notice one day. Now, at the same time, you will want to maintain the flexibility of at will with most of your employees. Any employment agreement should be drafted by your labor counsel. Do not, I repeat, do not try to draft one yourself. It's a legal contract, and unless you graduated law school with flying colors, it isn't something we recommend you try to tackle yourself. On the other hand, an offer letter contains fairly standard elements and can be edited and reused for all new hires. First up, state that this is a letter of confirmation versus an employment agreement. As I mentioned earlier, all employees, other than those at the highest level in critical functions, should have offer letters versus agreements. Employment agreements tend to undermine the at-will status of the employee. Next is the start date, and be sure to include an expiration to the offer. Usually it's the end of business on the first day of employment. Also mention that the offer is contingent on references and background checking. List the proposed title and briefly outline the position's responsibilities. Remember to mention that the company's ability to change duties and responsibilities at any time. Next is the start date. And be sure to include an expiration to the offer. Usually it's the end of business on the first day of employment. 
Also, mention that the offer is contingent on references and a background check. List the proposed title and briefly outline the position's responsibilities. And remember to mention that the company has the ability to change duties and responsibilities at any time. Now, when you list compensation, state either the hourly for non-exempt employees or the annualized for exempt employees rate. Make sure you use the word annualized because annual rate has been challenged to mean you must pay the full year's pay for departing employees. Crazy, I know, but better to be safe than sorry. You can add bullet points to outline bonuses and other types of compensation. Include a general statement regarding the benefits. Now, don't attempt to fully outline the details of benefits in the offer letter. It's much better to have a separate benefits overview document that you can provide to your prospects. Be sure to note both the employee handbook and rules and any other agreements that the prospective employee will be required to sign. And most importantly, the at-will statement. Also, be careful to avoid requiring any type of notice period. Something like that could definitely require the company to pay notice time as well. Then close with the confirmation and counter signature. And lastly, try to avoid closing statements that could point to continued employment. Things like, welcome to the family, or I know you will be successful, etc. I know they feel good, but the unfortunate truth is they can cause you a lot of trouble later. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place. <laughs>